You're listening to Your Art Friends, Beth Radloff and Andrew Thompson. They're about to have a thoroughly unserious discussion about art. But don't worry, whether you're Da Vinci or the Worst, there's room on this palette for every color. If this is your first time listening to Creatives Brainstorm, be forewarned, because once you start looking at life like an artist, there's no undo button. Shall we clap? Shall we indeed? On four, ready? Yes. One, two, three. Cool. We're synced up. We just did our fusion dance and we are ready to go. Fingers to fingers. Perfectly aligned. We are not the weight that we should not be. (laughs) Oh, that's a good question in Dragon Ball Z. I wonder when they do the fusion dance, are they like in the body that looks... Like it's, you know, a normal weight, but it's like actually twice as dense. Probably. That's the that's the whole thing, right? Like you combine your wisdom and your abilities and pro- probably also your uh, muscle density. Yeah. <laughs> but in a way that is good for punching. Right. That's it makes you stronger. You'll have to run that past Mike later since he's a DBZ DBZ expert. Yeah. Be like, hey, is this true? How would this work? How does fusion work, Mike? And he'll be like, I'll show you. And I'll be like, no, this is a scientific question. (laughs) He does the dance, but like directly into my boobs. (laughs) (laughs) And we are a minute, not even two minutes in. Already a horny podcast. Is this going to go into? Hey, let's talk. Welcome to (laughs) your art friends. I'm Beth. I'm Andrew. Uh, and what you love to bring up that our podcast is accidentally horny. And I want to unpack that. I just think it's a funny, like funny thing to like bring up because then it turns it into like a bit. It's a thing now you've made it a thing. So now we always have to be horny. Now I feel a certain level of expectation to be horny, but I want to know, Andrew, does, does our horny podcast make you at all, even a little tiny bit? uncomfortable does it make you get the little blush pox on your cheeks because i see the giggle i mean i answered the the naruto smut question way back on our first episode and i feel like you started with the bar very high mm-hmm. and that That's was fine true. i did that. invite i invited you into the dark room in the back of the hollywood video yeah and you said yes and Yes. Walk through it and have forever been like, Beth, we must return back to the sneaky, the sneaky naughty room. Yeah, it does not. It does not make me uncomfortable. It is not my first tendency to go that route. And see, when I'm uncomfortable, but it is my first funny. tendency to go that route. And that's good. That's very good. That means that this will. So you're telling me will... that you're uncomfortable? Always. According to this podcast. Okay. Yeah, I'll be honest. <laughs> Always. I, it's a very annoying thing to be somebody who on the exterior appears to be an extrovert, but on the interior is just not, I think we've talked about that before, mm-hmm. but my instinct when I want to be liked is to make dirty jokes and they make other people uncomfortable in a way that like brings them to my level. So maybe that's what it is. 
Maybe. Uh, what's up? Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, where we analyze a bit that I have forced, <laughs> <laughs> but I created. I brought it into this world, and you raised it. Teamwork. Our sexy baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird way of describing it. I I take it back. You've now set the bar higher. Well, instead of talking about sexy babies, is there something else that piques your interest? I mean, I was on vacation, so maybe that. I was traveling. Tell us about your vacation. We got you a little bit. We got vacation Andrew in the last episode. Yeah, that was like fully unhinged vacation Andrew. Um, shirt open they couldn't my hear tie it. in hand yeah they couldn't see it but i had you know the mai tai the shirt open uh i was on a beach cut the seagull noises out sunglasses put the fart noises in one of those exactly because we know what you want as a listener you want fart noises you don't want seagulls no one wants that <laughs> um but yeah i'm back now and i've been kind of getting back into the swing of working on stuff and catching up on some things that i kind of let slide while i was on vacation um i was in indiana i can can hear you in your uh in your home chair that thing is squeaky it's i've had it since eighth grade get a new chair andrew your butt has changed since then nope it's same butt because it doesn't exist it's just flat Oh, oh, never. My bad. <laughs> so, how was you? I I cut you off. Please continue. Yeah. So, vacation was good. I spent some time in Atlanta with a friend of mine. We ate a bunch of amazing food and and had a lot of fun. And then I spent some time in Indiana, where I visited family, and I got to see my niece and nephew, who I haven't seen since pretty much February of 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. so they were a a whole hell of a lot bigger than they were last time I really got to hang out with them. And, uh, it was super cute. My, my nephew like loves my dog and just walks around with his hand like on her head and just like pilots her around the room. And she's like totally content and happy just to like walk around with him. And they're the same size right now. He's a little taller. He used to be like eye level with her. At Christmas two years ago, she walked past him and I only saw the aftermath of this because she walked past him and she kept going this way and he was standing like right there and I'd been turned away. And then when I turned back and I saw it happen or I saw like him and I saw her and I pieced it together because he just went "Ah," and just started crying like after she walked past him because did she fart? No, her tail hit him in the face. Oh, Oh, buddy. His eyes were like at the level of like her tail and her face. I've had a water balloon smack me in both eyes and not pop. So I know how it feels. (laughs) That's like, oh, my God. That is just hits you on the bridge of the nose, splits. (laughs) It's like two, just two tiny baby fists into your eye cavities. I don't know why, but that visual is so funny. Just <laughs> thinking about like the physics of the water balloon, just like in slow motion, like yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. You gotta make sure you get the right kind of water balloons when you have a fight in elementary school. Otherwise, uh, Beth's gotta go home. 
She <laughs> gotta call her mom. I don't know why this up. is this funny to me. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I just imagine you like walking away with like a bruise of like basically like a uh, raccoon eyes. Basically, or like a like Batman the animated series, like just that like weird mask that is just part of their face that somehow like mm-hmm. changes with their eyes. Like I just imagine you just walking away with like a big red bruise that's like that shape i wish that i could walk away from that and people would be like oh she's a hero she is like the batman (laughs) oh my god have you been lately oh fine (laughs) i've been life's been bananas crazy for me do i have anything to share nothing cool i took on a freelance job that i'm not inspired by I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to sit here and tell you about how I want to change my career, but I'm not currently in a place where I can financially do that. And so instead, I just have to work miserably. What's up? How's your... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I went to the gym and I fell down. I went (laughs) went to the gym and I tried to jump up on the treadmill and my legs... I had this was the second time I'd gone back to the gym. Yay, vaccine. But because I went to the gym the first time and all my muscles don't work anymore, I went to jump up on the treadmill and my leg muscles were like, nope. And then I I tripped on the lip of the treadmill and fell down onto my face. And normally I would put my arms out to catch my fall. Uh, But I didn't. No, I did. I did put my arms out to catch my fall. But again, my muscles, they're gone. And so my arms might as well, might as well been putty for all they helped. So my arms went down and then they offered no resistance in my head. Just my chin, bam, right into the, right into the (laughs) treadmill. It was before the class started. So there's like no music. It's dead silent in the gym. (laughs) Everybody saw the coach like runs over to be like, oh my God, are you okay? Cause I, I truly ate shit. Uh, so that's what's that's that's how my week's been. Andrew wow. went on vacation, and I uh, am a different color. <laughs> Today, uh, we're gonna be talking about. Uh, it, I don't know. It might be a, a heated topic for some. It shouldn't be, but it is. Uh, we're gonna talk about Comic Sans. Comic Sans, and yet- the internet's favorite font. Yeah everyone's it's the darling but then we're also going to talk about uh well i'm mostly going to talk about funny stories related to comic sans then we're also going to look at funny and inappropriate uses of comic sans and last but not least i'm going to make the argument that comic sans is not the nickelback of fonts but is in fact the smash mouth of fonts and i'll explain more of that later I want you to explain it now because I'm an idiot who doesn't know music. Okay. You don't know. You don't have to explain it now. You can <laughs> hold to your fucking well, I'll, guns, I'll, dude. I don't let me it. bully you into doing anything. But I am just no, I'm over here like the fuck does that mean? But 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 I'm the people pleaser of this podcast, so I have to tell you. And I and I'm the bulldozer of this podcast <laughs> and if you let me do this how about this? It- I'll I'll do the <laughs> synopsis of it, which was that, you know, both are overplayed, uh, potentially overhyped and taken too seriously, or at least the, the nickelback side of it is. But 
I'll I'll get into more of that. So if you don't know those those bands, they are just very popular bands from early two thousands. So about I, twenty I, years everybody old. Everybody but me knows those bands. I mean, I know those bands, guys. Welcome to Beth's Corner, where she admits to you that she doesn't listen to music. I'm a real piece of garbage. Uh, I love podcast. I love talking. I love book. Yes, but that doesn't make you a garbage person. It, Andrew, let me be it trash. Doesn't. No, I'm uh, not gonna <laughs> let you. I'm not gonna let you say that you're like garbage because you're not. Okay, I'm not garbage, but I am somebody who just who like can't participate in cultural conversations about music and bands to a degree that is like normal. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to like shame you for that. Nobody so should. I know, but I know who Nickelback is. Do you, I, I have do you heard a Smash Mouth song. I know All Star. Yeah, we've all but heard All Star. What I didn't tell you when you told me this was that for the whole time that you were like, Smash Mouth is a lot of fun. I was like, isn't that, isn't Smash Mouth the band that sings the song that sounds really fun, but is actually about like doing methamphetamines? And it's not. That's where I'm at. Okay. No, no. For all that I know, Smash Mouth is goofy and they know they know their place and they they've done some good. They're they they're pretty good people, I think. They're like um, the uh the Flavor Town, what's his name? The Guy Fieri. Uh, Fieri. Yeah. Are are Smash Mouth and Guy Fieri? They are brothers? they they definitely overlap. They're in a Venn diagram Spiritual together. Sis- sisters? Comic Sans is in the middle. Like Guy Fieri is over here, and Smash Mouth is over here, and Comic Sans is in the middle. Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> I'm like, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to write that down. One thing that I want to start doing more with this podcast is writing down the dumb shit that we come up with so that maybe one day it becomes... We can have shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that one's easy enough to make. It's just two fucking circles that overlap. One side just says Guy Fieri, one side says Smash Mouth. In the yeah. middle, Comic Sans. <laughs> but yeah, that's the bulk of, of what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, and I'm, I think I'm just in a mood. I'm being, a, I'm being fussy today because Andrew was like, I want to talk about Comic Sans. And I was like, hell yeah, dude, go for it. Uh, and he's like, don't worry, Beth, I'll take care of like the entire podcast. And I thought, but I need to contribute too. And so I sat down and I, and I was like, what can I do to talk about Comic Sans? And I realized that I don't want to fucking talk about Comic Sans. <laughs> because we, like, what else is there to say? We all know about it. So please buckle up and get ready for me to just be that guy in the friend group. It's fine. <laughs> we'll get there. But first, Andrew, I have a yes. question for you. What is it? Would you allow yourself to have a magic spell cast upon you? So that you permanently see every instance of text as Comic Sans. Okay. And that's it. It's not even a would you rather. That's the one. Would just you would do I that? Want that? Yeah. Well, there's no, like, there's no other thing. So, like, I don't have anything to weigh it against. So I'd probably say, like, no. But what if the witch was super hot? <laughs> like, what if the witch who did the magic spell was like super hot? I mean, and it she, would help. What if she wanted, <laughs> what if she wanted to be your girlfriend? But the only way that the hot witch would be your girlfriend is if you only ever saw words 
as Comic Sans. I could live with that. I don't work with I don't work with font enough that it wouldn't. I don't think it would impact. And when you my... write when you write in your sketchbook and take notes and stuff, it's Comic Sans. Yeah, but it's just Comic Sans to me. It's not Comic Sans to everybody else. <laughs> he got me. <gasps> Context, How do you get a baby. Hot witch girlfriend. And no consequences. <laughs> Which joke's on you because of Haley Williams from Paramore. That's like, that is my type. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm the Andy Dwyer looking for an April Ludgate. So you just gave me like a perfect, perfect would you rather there. So I appreciate that. I suppose I did. I did get you to change your answer, though. And that was the goal. Yeah, that's fair. You know, get me to overanalyze a goofy question always okay so comic sans uh but before we get into it okay what i i was gonna say tell me about comic sans and then you said but before we get into it and i went okay (laughs) (laughs) i told you i'm in the i'm in the car you're driving and i'm just loud (laughs) i was gonna say uh i'm gonna give a little bit of a history because i feel like that's important to understand comic sans and the intents and purposes uh, that it was made to fulfill. Okay. First off, I want to shout out the article slash videos I watched about Comic Sans. Most of the history comes from an article called How Comic Sans Became the World's Most Notorious Font. Uh, and I think it came out like 2014 or 16. One of those the two. The worlds? Are they talking about this in Russia? I don't know. Maybe. But in 1993... Microsoft was working on a program called Bob, which was meant to teach users how to use various programs in Windows 95. In Bob, there was a talking dog, and Mm -hmm. the dog was in a room, and the different things in the room represented different programs. And it was definitely like a precursor to uh, everyone's favorite little clip, Clippy. Clippy. I recall Clippy. Um. Clippy was great. It's just like, do you want to write a resume? Like, no, I don't want to write a resume. I'm 10 years old. (laughs) Like, what's a resume? But you're designed to be appealing to me, a 10-year-old. Yes. What's your deal, Clippy? Me, as a 10-year-old, looking at the word resume and being like, why is there a line over the E? Because I didn't know. Didn't know about France yet. No. Um, Where they were talking about Comic Sans, I guess. Exactly. Do you think the French care about Comic Sans? That's a good question. I can say that this article claims that it does. This article says <laughs> the worldwide phenomenon. I mean, I don't feel like Comic Sans. Like, if if I were asked to design something that had an inherent level of, like, it, it, the Eiffel Tower, blah, 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 the Eiffel Tower. I said that was super weird the first time. Hold on, you just set this up to say. If you were asked to design something that had the inherent energy of an Eiffel Tower. Well, no, I was going to I was going to say something. I'll just take it again. (laughs) If I was asked to design something that had the Eiffel Tower in it or anything remotely related to France, like I feel like Comic Sans is not the font that I would choose. Croissant. (laughs) Every time you see anything in Comic Sans, you have to read it in, like, a clown voice. That was close to, like, Christopher Walken, I feel like. Uh, Then, great. Then this is... (laughs) It's my Christopher Walken. Welcome to Paris. Perfect. 
Thanks. Um, I felt like he was here. Um, but yeah, initially the font that they were going to use was Times New Roman for the dog. But the creator, Vincent Kinnair, I think that's how you say his name, didn't think a dog would talk in Times New Roman. That but- sentence is my favorite thing you've ever said. Right? Uh, yes. I don't think a dog would talk in Times New Roman either. No, a dog would think in would think and talk and and see the world in comic sans and you know what dogs are happier than we are so we should learn that we should learn that from them we should look at the world in comic sans beth is looking like she's questioning my my logic my brain just spiraled when we were in elementary school Mm -hmm. with our little computer lab uh we had microsoft word and we could type up our essays and the child's voice is not in Times New Roman. No. The child does not desire to type with a serif. The child loves Comic Sans. And so all of our essays, unless we were told we couldn't do this, which eventually the joy of life was taken away from the educational system, uh, we would format our essays to be in like Jokerman. Remember that one? Uh, yeah. Dings. Papyrus. You can't do wingdings. Wingdings well, is pictures, dude. Well, you type wingdings the whole is pictures. Thing. You type the whole thing first, and then you highlight it and turn it into wingdings, and then it'd sure, be, then you laugh. But then you submit you uh, and get a D because the teacher can't read the wingdings. We would format our essays creatively, and like the dog, we would speak in Comic Sans. Mm-hmm. And then when we became adult. Then we turned into Times New Roman. We turned into Times New Roman. And yeah. then when we became a designer, we turned into Garamond. Or Helvetica. <laughs> or, yep, two paths. <laughs> two roads diverge in a, One road diverge in a wood. Yep. One was Garamond. One was Helvetica. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Pick your poison, baby. What Are you a Garamond or a Helvetica? Probably a Helvetica because it's yeah, sharp. Same. It's got sharp edges. Mm-hmm. Unpretentious. Yeah, a little simple. bit dumb. Simple, simple is the kind way to. Say. I call myself a trash person. Uh, I'm very Helvetica. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we just had another idea for a good like T-shirt, which is just like the fork in the road, and one is Garamond, and one is Helvetica. What kind of adult are you? Ah. <laughs> uh. I, am I an adult? I bought a Nerf gun last week. I don't know how much of an adult I am. <laughs> but yeah, the the guy who created it, Vincent, he took inspiration from comics and started making each letter by hand. He wanted it to be friendly and approachable. Unfortunately, he didn't finish it in time for the release of Bob, but he did debut it on Windows 95. Uh, and from there, it's been used by soccer moms all over the world. And children! And children. And dogs. And dogs. If they could. If they could, they would, and we all know it. In the time between Bob and the release of Windows 95, Microsoft admins would use Comic Sans for office birthday invites, which I think is a fair use of Comic Sans. Birthdays. That's very cute. Yeah. The creator, he's actually only used his font one time. Okay. And it was to send a letter of disappointment to an internet company because 
He was trying to switch over to broadband. That's that's so weird. And when asked Th- why he so, did it, this guy's a maniac. He's like dogs speak like this. Also, yeah. I will never speak like this until I have a, a an ill word to say to fucking Spectrum. <laughs> right. Uh, I well, like I, by that time, he it already had the negative connotation that you know Comic Sans has. So at that point, he knew that it had that connotation, and he went at it with the the mindset of, if I have to send them a letter that they have to read, I'm going to send it in this font because I there's a chance it will make them more mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the pettiness that's of that stuff right there. Oh man, that's some Karen energy, right? Oh, it's wow. so good. It's so good. What an interesting, what an interesting font father right? to create something innocuous. A font uh, to have a fonther <laughs> to create something so <laughs> innocuous, and then to have the world react to it with just rage, yeah. just vitriolic rage. But like, this is what happens, right? I here I am on my pedestal to share with mm-hmm. you an opinion I have, and it's that. The collection of fonts that came with Microsoft Word in Windows 95 killed the fonts that came with Microsoft Word in Windows 1995. Because Word had this like package selection of options, our generation at least has associated an era with that collection of fonts. And so when you use, with the exception of Times New Roman, which has just kind of been accepted as being a a default for any kind of academia paper. But when you use any of those, like there's like 12 of them, you can't help but like think of your idiot childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct. Like, I I remember typing things up in when we were learning how to type um, in Comic Sans. Yeah. And I papyrus uh so you thought you were like you you thought you were like the cool kid i absolutely did andrew and it's oh oh, i'm ashamed i'm ashamed of like the exceptionalism is is papyrus the nickelback i don't know what that means it means it takes itself too seriously it's overplayed and overused and overhyped yeah but we know that so we know that. Andrew, <laughs> we've been talking about how Papyrus sucks donkey butt for like years. I know. Papyrus, guys, Papyrus, if you don't know, Papyrus is a font <laughs> that that was made and it sucks. Uh, it, it's fine, except that everybody uses it when they want to be special. Mm. Everybody uses it when they want to have a little bit of ethnicity to their presentation. If they want to make their menus look like maybe the food tastes something other than white people flavors. <laughs> but in reality, it's completely giving itself away. Completely giving itself away. If you choose Papyrus as your brand avatar, I can't watch your movie. We see you, James Cameron. We see you. James Cameron. And James Cameron, you're an artist. You can't make this mistake. You started where we did. Yeah. He did do the drawings in Titanic. He did do the drawings. We we know. 
And so you should have, uh, it, <laughs> why am I so mad? You should know better, James Cameron. <laughs> How did I get here? Beth is shaking her fists angrily into space. I've hated Papyrus for so long and everybody's caught up. I'm like the hipster of hating fonts. I'll tell you later on which one's the next one that everyone's going to have a fucking tizzy over because I'm here already. Ooh, I'm excited. As somebody who doesn't use a lot of fonts in, in my work. And I'm, I'm not excited. I'm not even like a font person. I'm like, I, I, I want to be an illustrator and then no one would pay me for that. So now I had to learn fonts. And so I did. And now I'm cursed. It's a curse. It's like knowing the matrix. It's like being able to see another layer in your life. I can't go to certain restaurants, Andrew, because of the fonts on the menu. I can't do it. I don't want to. <laughs> do you have like a list in your phone that's like, these are the restaurants that we can never go to? Pretty much. This is Beth's like, I won't eat here because they used papyrus. It makes me because mad. They used... I, Andrew, I started the going to therapy. is not right. If kerning doesn't even, kerning's its own thing. Kerning is like, yeah. I can forgive kerning. To a degree. But Andrew, yeah. I started going to therapy. And one of the things that I started talking to this therapist about is that, oops, I have a weird relationship with anger. Uh, mm -hmm. And just now, my, my feelings so strongly associated with the, the font Pepper, yes, uh, I realize <laughs> is like a safe way for me to express my anger. I'm spiraling, dude. <laughs> I, that makes sense. Like, it's not like a bullshit, like, excuse of, like, why you, you are, you know. Yeah. It's healthier than, like, fucking the Midwestern way of, like, I'm just going to push my feelings down. I think I might also be doing that, too. And then just, like, a little bit squirts out at Papyrus. Ugh. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's the perfect time, then, to play a fun uh, improv game. Let's do it. <laughs> How do I fucking get into this? Man, I don't want to talk about Comic Sans anymore. So instead, I'm going to open up my email. And within my email is the artist-only newsletter. Welcome to What They're Not Telling You, where an Andrew and I read from our very real, I didn't make it up, artist-only newsletter and we're going to debunk all that wishwash about how anyone can be an artist with hard work because actually you were right and it is a magic that only the special few are granted. There's a lot of different things on the newsletter. There's so many different parts and like I want to share all of the different parts in the future with you, but right now I haven't thought of them yet. So we're going to do And they're all they're all in Times New Roman. They're today yeah. Because it's very serious. Yeah. This shit takes itself seriously. Just like we are about yeah. to take ourselves seriously. Reading that one part that we've read before. How to get inspired. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot cut that. <laughs> uh, I'll start. <laughs> Step number. Oh, let me explain what this is. Andrew and I are going to read the instructions this week for how to find the muse, how to get inspired. You can't make good art if you do not follow these instructions in order to open up the brain and have a uh, fucking art god put the idea 
in in the part of your brain that gets ideas and then you close the brain and then you have the choice to make the thing. I've got uh, my printout right here. I'm ready to go. I got it in hand. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we're reading it. Step number one, it says grab yourself a banana. Step number two says try to put it around your head like a bandana. Unless you have a very small baby head, you're going to have to peel the banana. And when you peel the banana, don't you touch the meat. Let it fall. Let, is it banana meat? I don't know. Apparently it is because you just called it banana meat. It feels weird to call it pulp. Fruit pulp. Fruit meat. The fruit part. The soft part. The banana itself. Yeah, the soft white part. Let it fall. I feel like that is the banana. The banana bandana. And then the peel is just the peel. It's it's not the ba- the banana. All right. In that case, that peel's got to stay Naruto-like around your head. And then Naruto doesn't go around your head, but the you know what I'm talking about. Like the hook, the, yeah, the ninja bandana. That's a thing. Yeah. Andrew's wearing a Naruto shirt and I'm unhinged. Anyway, <laughs> the the banana, the white part of the banana will fall. It will fall to the ground in a splat. That's the important part, is the splat. And then what you're going to do is you're going to grab the the splat and the banana and all that's on the ground, and you are going to carefully make sure that you don't miss anything, and you're going to... You're, you're going to dig a hole. With your other hand, because one hand's going to have all of the banana yes. meat splat, and then you dig the other hole with your... Like non-dominant hand. What do you use? Whatever hand you want, and then <laughs> put the banana in the hole. Put it in the hole. Just put the banana in the hole. That's it. That's all you got. Just do that. I can't. I can't deal with how you're saying. <laughs> how you're saying hole. And you put the meat in the hole. <laughs> I feel like we're both a little unhinged. Oh my god. (laughs) This might be one of my favorite recordings ever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so you put the the banana meat in the hole. Mm -hmm. What's the next part? I've still got the banana peel around my head. Uh, So then... You have to um, sit on top of it. Don't don't fill the hole in with dirt. <laughs> fill it with your ass. Sit on the hole and meditate. <laughs> this says it right there. Close your eyes and meditate. The banana peel will fall off your head because it's banana peel. It's not fabric. You can't tie that on there. It's going to fall off your head, and when the banana peel falls off your head, that's it. It'll come. That's the moment. The inspiration. Yeah. The the idea will hit you, and then when the idea hits you, that is when the banana peel will drop. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I did it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Beth, and you know that. But what you might not know is that I'm a Denic Notebook ambassador. So why? 
Well, back in 2018, my tax man told me I needed a planner, so I just went into an office depot and grabbed a cute one. It was made by a company called Denik, and that started one of the most long-term relationships of my life because I liked that planner so much, I went ahead and bought five of their stay-flat notebooks. I signed up for their ambassador program because I was already telling people to buy them. No one asked me to make this ad. I had to look up what they're called, but I just love the classic lay-flat notebooks. They have a Smithsown binding so their spines look tidy on a shelf. They're the perfect A5 size, and most importantly, they do indeed lay flat on your desk, regardless of what page you're turned to. I've never had to fight these to get them to stop creeping closed while I'm writing. And Denik works with and pays a wide range of artists to create illustrations for their velvety soft covers. So... If you're in need of a notebook, planner, or even sketchbooks, head over to denik.com, that's D-E-N-I-K.com, and enter code BRAD, B-E-R-A-D, at checkout for 15% off your order. That's denik.com, find your favorite thing there, and then enter code BRAD at checkout for 15% off your order. Thanks. Back to the show. Looking at our, our spreadsheet here, Andrew, and it says topic. Do we have any funny Comic Sans stories? Yes, uh, we do. Or I do. I don't. Uh, so, so as you all have heard me talk about this before, if you you know have listened to the previous episodes, uh, I taught at a college level at an art school for quite a while. Professor over here. I'm currently done teaching. Now I'm technically on like a quote unquote sabbatical. I don't know. That sounds so... That is Times New Roman. Yeah, it is. You need... The word sabbatical cannot be written in any font other than Times New Roman. No. You need a beard. I, I do. I feel like I feel like saying that word makes my credit score go up. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly all of the blazers in my closet have uh, tweed elbow pads. Mm-hmm. You have a briefcase suddenly behind you? Yeah. And a, you're div- and suddenly, I don't know how it happened, but you're divorced. I never saw you get married. Divorced. I, I have a kid that I share custody with, with my ex. Yeah, that's, that's all those things. So, so I, I, I normally, I've, I've taught a lot. And uh, whenever I do conventions, you know, prior to COVID, uh, I would usually have, you know, little little baby artists come up and ask me to you know look at their portfolio and give them feedback and i'm always more than happy to do that because um when i was younger i had other artists that were you know 10 20 years ahead of me that they took the time to look at my stuff give me feedback tell they told me nice things about my work sometimes they told me things that were hard to swallow Mm -hmm. so i always try to you know take the time during a convention to do that because i want to you know pass it along to the next generation um and there was one time at c2e2 in in chicago that i was you know working the con and on the first day this group of kids comes up and and i say kids they were in college but they came up and they were talking to me and i mentioned being a teacher and they were like oh my gosh could you give us a critique and i was like uh i was like i'm a little slammed today because it's just me but like come back on sunday i'll have a an assistant and i can do it then so they they were like oh yeah no problem no problem they came back on sunday 
And I was going through, there were like three or four of them, and I was going through each of their books, giving them like feedback. And they're all fantastic artists. Like, I don't want anybody to think like none of the, like the the, the one that I'm going to talk about is a bad artist because they they Mm -hmm. were good artists. They knew what they were doing. Um, Aside from one thing. And that one thing was that they were, uh, we were going through their book and they were a comic artist. And so they, you know, have all these sequential pieces and all these pages with like, um, like, you know, the word bubbles and balloons and sound effects and things like that. And I gave them like feedback of like, oh, hey, like I noticed like a lot of your um, compositions, your horizon line is very flat, like try rotating it, try like thinking of different camera angles and like really amping up the drama um Mm -hmm. and then i like pointed out like oh your color work is really nice your line work is really great and then at the very end i was like but i was like and i have to tell you this i i I don't mean it in the wrong way it's like but please don't use comic sans because they were using comic sans i know but like if you're gonna do if you're gonna I'm tw- I'm 19. But these were serious. And I have a portfolio. But these were serious comics. I made a comic and I went online. I said, I need a font for comics. And the comics were like, do you want a font that has serifs or has <laughs> sans serifs? And I said, sans serif. And they said, what's my name? Uh, Brad. They said, Brad, uh, Lion Cougar, we have the perfect font for you. It's called Comic Sans. And I said, both the things I need are achieved here. And I slapped it down on Clip Studio Paint. And I filled all of my bubs with the Comic Sans. And I came to C2E2 and I'm talking to you, Andrew Thompson, Schmandrew Art. And you're telling me that for my comics, Comic Sans is not allowed? I I didn't say it was not allowed. I just said uh, you're probably going to get people pointing this out, and 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 people are probably not going to be happy about this, especially in a comic where it's very serious in tone. I'll take my Hellboy elsewhere and change my name to Mike Magnolia, and then <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you Andrew Thompson. What it is? Is that right? You got her. Sort of right. <laughs> Mignola. And there you go. He, mad respect. I've never said his last name out loud before. I, but that's I like because I'm inventing it right Mike now Magnolia. as myself. I'm <laughs> Magnolia. Inventor of uh, uh, Heck Boy. Heaven Boy. <laughs> Heaven Boy. Where all the food tastes the same, and so no one appreciates anything. No, but the funny part of this story is that I am standing to the side of my table. My assistant is a friend of mine. His name's Tom. He's great. He's standing there, and he's talking to customers, and he's just like, oh, yeah, Andrew, da 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 da, da. And he's just like, you know, he, he gave the spiel to the customer, and the customer's now just looking at artwork. So Tom is just standing there like, hmm, <laughs> And... I'm giving the critique to the kid and I get to the point where I'm like, but please don't use Comic Sans. And as soon as I say that, Tom just goes, <laughs> oh, and then he goes, he goes, I'm so sorry. He goes, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it is one of my favorite memories of Tom because like 
he is a sweetheart. He didn't like like I can vouch for him. He did not mean anything by laughing at of that. Of course not. Like it's it's such a, a normal human interaction. The back and forth between between a young artist and a professional artist. And you don't expect that Comic Sans will come up in that conversation. It's just like such a such a surprise, a delightful yeah. surprise. And and to this day, I will occasionally be talking to Tom and we'll talk about C2E2 or conventions. And I'll be like, dude, I still like I'll think of that that moment and it'll make me smile like it. It's just so funny. And the kid didn't take it the wrong way. The kid was like, oh, no worries. Like, I get it. Like, the kid was fine. Oh, it was just such a, like, chef kiss of a moment of, like, Tom just, like, letting this laugh out mm-hmm. that he just could not contain. Oh, and in addition to that, I also have some other fun things to show you. Are they fun? Yes, they're super fun. We're, we're looking at some inappropriate uses oh my God. of Comic Sans. I just opened up the first one and I, <laughs> I couldn't not exclaim in horror. <laughs> Comic Sans, it looks like comic books. It'll perhaps color the way that people will read the sentence that you use it with, in, at, what? I think it sounds like uh, clowns goofing. And Andrew thinks it sounds like when I try to do a Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead. I'm not looking at it right now. I'm uh, in a second here. I'm going to I'm going to read these signs out loud. So that you can experience Comic Sans as it is internalized in inappropriate scenarios. Ready? Phases of dying. The agonal phase. Suffering in first moments. Body can no longer support life. Clinical death. Heart breathing. Brain stopped, but still can resuscitate. Mortality. Permanent death. (laughs) I I, I like that it says permanent death permanent death but in like a fun way yeah but cute it's like hey you're gonna talk about something really terrible but make it fun (laughs) we don't want to scare anybody off so we're gonna choose comic sans in order to just like lighten it a bit hey can you not be a downer when you give your presentation (laughs) on death (laughs) how do i how do (laughs) i'm a helvetica person so i guess i'll just go and make it comic sans I feel like the conversation that happened when the person who made this presentation like showed it to their boss was like the same thing that when an artist turns in a project and a client goes, make it cooler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like putting sunglasses on an image. <laughs> it's weak at Bernie's. <laughs> Warning. Driving away with the nozzle still in the vehicle can cause fire or gas spill. Serious injury and property damage. Please return nozzle to the pump after use. I don't like if somebody's giving me a warning in Comic Sans, it's it's very hard to take seriously. Help prevent a tragedy. <laughs> if you see children or adults inside or attempting to enter this substation, please call these numbers or the local police immediately. SSE power <laughs> distribution. Yeah. SSE power distribution is in, I don't know, Helvetica. It's in some kind of sans serif clean, proper (laughs) font. And just the contrast. Why make it fun? Why make help prevent a tragedy fun? I kind of feel like the person who typed this up is like a Midwest. Like they're originally from the Midwest 
like like they were just like, oh, it, it's it's a little dangerous past this point. You better watch your step, but have a great day. <laughs> yeah, it has big Midwest kind energy. Just like we don't want to scare them, but child murders are happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Andrew. What? What? Adult probation and parole. Sex offender registration office. Offices are open. 8 a.m. I can't read it. I feel gross. <laughs> I don't like it. We can, cut, we can cut that one out. I'm not cutting it out. The edges have colorful party balloon colors. Why? Why is it so fun? Yeah, there's a lot wrong with this one. The Midwest energy. The, the Fargo energy. The, like, we can't talk about serious things without making them... Fun? Oh, it's like it's like announcing a guilty sentence, but with a cake. <laughs> yeah. Just the word funeral as Comic Sans. Even the word wedding as Comic Sans feels weird. Yeah, it almost diminishes the importance of yeah. the wedding. It, like, it goes it's both not, ways. It's not a big deal. It's just a wedding. It's fine. I'm looking at one that it says birthday flower cake, wedding and funeral, just as signs in a window. And birthday flower cake? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Birth that works. You know what? Comic Sans, as you said, the original office where it was invented, they would use it for birthday invites. Yeah. Wedding and funeral. Not so much. I'm, I'm, it's going to be a no from me. So those are my funny story on Comic Sans and some inappropriate uses of Comic Sans. And these were things that I found. There were a couple articles that were like, the 22 most inappropriate uses of Comic Sans and stuff like that. And see, I'm over it. I'm over it. We've talked about Comic Sans before. We were mad about it in 1999. We need something else to focus our energies on. Take the energy that you have to hate Comic Sans and like give money to charity. I don't know. This <laughs> what are we doing? This is my people are starving in Africa, but it's like anger. But also I like to express my anger at fonts. I'm a hypocrite. You can't do it at Comic Sans, but I can do it at Papyrus. Mm -hmm. And I will continue to do it with the next one that's coming up. And it's Algerian. The Algerian font can go to hell. Should I look it up? Look it up, Andrew. Okay, I'm going to Tell up. me I'm wrong. How do, we, how do I spell that? A-L-G-E-R-I-A-N. Oh, this one. There it is. There's the reaction. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. You've seen it. People think it fancy. It's not. It's a default word font again. Yeah. And it's also, it's also like the first one that comes up because it starts with an A. So if you're like, mm, I want a fancy font, you're going to tick, tick, tick down on like the fonts and then you're going to see this one. You're going to go, mm, this one's fancy and you're going to stop there. It's lazy. It's lazy. I don't know anything about the history of this font. I don't know who designed it. I don't know what the intention was. All I know is I see it inappropriately used plenty of places in the same way that papyrus is inappropriately used. It is an uh, eccentric font for the lazy. <laughs> and if you've used it, I forgive you. You don't need my forgiveness. You shouldn't even want my forgiveness. Who am I? I'm just an idiot. You're not an idiot. Thanks. But I forgive you. But don't use it again. <laughs> it's out. Two years from now, two years from now, you watch. People, there's going to be another SNL. And it'll be like, what's his name? Uh, Fucking 
city of stars over here going to come around and be like, I don't like Algerian now. Right. And it's going to be Gosling. uncomfortable because, uh-huh, Ryan Gosling's going to say that. And people are going to be like, but Algeria is a country. And he'll be like, I didn't mean the country. I mean the font. And people are like, what font? And then they'll see it and they'll go, oh, that font. Yeah. We're not mad at you if, you, if you've used this. We're just disappointed. We're disappointed in ourselves because we've all used Algerian. We've also used Papyrus. I've used Papyrus. I've used Comic Sans. We've all been And I there. will continue to use Comic Sans is now cool again. I'm here to say, oh. who am I? What does it matter? But I'm here to say Comic Sans has an important place in our cultural language. It's the meme font. The meme revolution is here. It has been here. It's probably gone, and I'm too old to know that. What am I saying, guys? I don't know. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, help me. I need hey. a. I need uh, throw a rope around my waist and tie me to the ground because I'm floating away. Hey, Beth. Yeah, Andrew. Can we talk about color? Thank God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's part of me that just wanted to let you go because it was real <laughs> funny to watch. <laughs> okay, so for this week's uh, color corner, uh, let's play a game. Ooh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna list some colors and animals, and I want you to guess which animals are attracted to which colors. Uh, <laughs> 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 yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, do you want to know the colors first? There's orange, blue, green, yellow, pink, red. Our animals are warblers, which is That's a type a of bird. Hummingbirds. Okay, it's another type of bird. Jumping spiders. It's not a type of bird. Orioles. That's a type of bird. And mosquitoes. It's kind of a type of bird. These are this is a weird selection, dude. I thought like well, a panther. What's a panther? What a fuck. <laughs> Hello. This is Beth, and I'm editing the podcast right now. And Andrew and I we tried to play a game during this section where I guessed the colors and the animals, and he checked my work, and both of us made some mistakes. And the mistakes are so great that it makes it unlistenable. It's not a fun thing to listen to. So I'm gutting the whole thing. Uh, we did like five rounds, and then there was a miscommunication, so all of the rounds were nullified. Uh, it was both of our faults, and he's going to take the blame. Just know that it was both of our faults. I listened back. Beth, you are also at fault here. It's fine. Please enjoy the rest of the show. What are hummingbirds? Pink slash red. I said that. You did? When yeah. did you say that? Which which option? Was it the third option? The first option. First option? Oh, I said dang. Orioles were yellow and hummingbirds were pink and red. Okay, I should have been right. Sabotage. It down. My bad. Andrew Andrew gets an F on this. Beth gets an A. <laughs> it, was... it averages out to a C, so we're doing good. Woo, C's get degrees. So the final lineup is mosquitoes are attracted to blue. Jumping spiders are attracted to green. Warblers are attracted to yellow. Orioles to orange. And hummingbirds are attracted to pink slash red. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. Why? 
I forget what it said about mosquitoes. I have a link. Let me click the link. Because mosquitoes, you would think, would be attracted to uh, heat sense, heats, heat sources, body, mm-hmm. blood. And blue is not hot. So it says, when planning to go on a camping adventure, better leave your dark, well, it's mostly dark colored, but they specifically mention blue, um, especially blue, it says. But yeah, mosquitoes like dark colors and uh, specifically blue. So instead, wear light colored shirts and loose fitting long sleeves. Why? Was that, did you read that off of an article that was like, hello, our name, our sweater makers, and we make light colored long sleeve shirts. <laughs> you know what you shouldn't buy? Dark colored long sleeve shirts. They all, because mosquitoes. Buy our stuff instead. No, it's like everything ar- I read, I'm always like, this has got to be, there's a spin. <laughs> yes, it's big, big light colored sweater company is, is trying to get you. They're lobbying. They're just like, ah, we can corner the market if we tell them that mosquitoes like dark colored sweaters and we only have light colored sweaters. <laughs> How clever. But yeah, that that's that's our color game. Uh, I will work on developing a game that's better. You can't tell me the animals want to fuck colors and then not tell me why. <laughs> it doesn't say why. Andrew! And when I click Why these, do oh wait, 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 wait! I have the mosquito one. I click the thing, and it actually did take take me to the thing. Um, uh, okay, so this is under other factors with this article, and it says it's a fact that mosquitoes thrive on proteins found in blood. Although some researchers have argued that mosquitoes appear to be attracted to type O blood in humans, other researchers have questioned the data behind the study. Some people type also o, contend is it blue. Some people also contend that mosquitoes are attracted to dark colors, especially blue, and the odors of fermented foods like cheese or beer, but neither of these assertions has been proven true by scientists. So it is speculation. Ah. So maybe not the best. Come into, the you come into our podcast and you tell me that mosquitoes <laughs> love blue. And then I ask you, Andrew... Andrew, why the mosquito love blue? And you say, you know what science doesn't know? They didn't prove it. Fucking big shirt business <laughs> out here. Trying to sell us light colored sweaties. Trying to get us in our big overall gray shit. This is, I, I smell it. I sniff out this conspiracy. Oh. I'm gonna, guys, I'm going to make a sweatshirt covered in mosquitoes. <laughs> it's, blue. Light, it's, it's blue. Or, it's or, is the, or is the joke that it's a light-colored sweater, but it has mosquitoes printed all I'm over I'm going to sell... Andrew, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna make both of them, and yeah. we'll see which one sells better, and I'll share with them the bunk science that mosquitoes <laughs> like blue. But but the thing is, when you wear a light colored sweatshirt, I'm on my knees. I got out of my chair and I'm on my knees and I'm Beth talking to you from my knees. Beth had to stand up for that. That's how passionate she was and upset when she you was wear about that. A light colored sweatshirt, the the ambient light from your boobies, from the sun shining down on your boobies, reflects back up to the underside of your face, and what normally would appear as your chin just disappears. It goes, it goes goodbye. And then you say, hey, you know what I want to do today? I want a Twitch stream. And I have my cute white sweatshirt on. 
and you turn on your camera and you turn on your lights and your boobies shine and they shine straight up into the bottom part of your eyes and everybody goes, wow, Beth, you look like a thumb. And you say, why? Normally I don't look like a thumb. And it's because of my light colored sweatshirt. So you can't come over here and be like, you need to wear that to protect yourself from the bugs when I'm very concerned about the, my lack of a chin. I am. I did not know where you were going with that whole spiel. It's a real concern. Well, I mean, I, I feel like about that when I get dressed. I feel like you don't have mosquitoes in your house, though. I don't right now. Like, like but that's maybe not a one common... day I want to take a cute picture on a camping trip, and now this is you've you've given me bunk science in my brain, and I'll forget that it's bunk, and I'll be like, I can't wear my Michi- my University of Michigan hoodie out to the this, wilderness. This is how this is how disinformation starts. <laughs> this is it's true. Vaccinate your children, please do. Oh. Vaccinate yourself too. That too. Just vaccinate everything. Yeah, but with consent. <laughs> like, make sure they're cool with it. No one's gonna buy a sweatshirt with mosquitoes all over it. I mean, our listeners might. They might do it. it. They might want it. Maybe the mosquitoes will, you know, see those mosquitoes on their sweatshirt and be like, you know what? There's already mosquitoes on that person. I'm gonna leave them alone. They I'm got too many. Them, yeah, I'm gonna draw them really big. So there's gonna, there's gonna be there's gonna be no blood left. They got that many mosquitoes on them. I'm gonna move on to somebody else who's not got mosquitoes all over them. That's mm-hmm. what the mosquitoes are thinking. If you if you're mad at someone, take them camping and wear the mosquito sweatshirt. Yeah, because then they'll get the mosquitoes bit on them. Man, they'll get the they'll get the mosquitoes bit on them. Why what? didn't I think of that when I was camping Andrew! last? I was trying to find a segue, and I found it. You did. Welcome to my favorite segment, wherein both of us share something that we saw this week that made us say, "Why didn't I think of that?" I so I shortened it in my uh, in my notes to be W D I T O T. Huh? <laughs> Beth is writing this idea down again. What it? <laughs> If you were to pronounce that out loud as a word, Wittitat. 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 Sounds like a Pokemon. It does. A cute one. A yeah. leaf type. It would be like the first version of it before it turned into like Wittititan. Because <laughs> <laughs> it starts out as a tot. So what? What is your? Uh, what is your Wittitat? Are you sure week? you want me to start? Because I'm. Should Mine's I go first because yours is re- unhinged? It's not even art related. Okay. So mine is if you've happened to watch the Bo Burnham's new special, Inside. That's probably why I'm feeling the way that I am because I did watch that special. Right? And I I'm did like, too. I'm on day three post Bonum, Burnham, post Burnham depression is what I'm having right now. <laughs> post <laughs> Burnham depression. <laughs> so good um but yeah i was watching it and god damn it the fucking trailer for it like on netflix when he's like singing in the room and he's got his little headlampy thing on and and he just clicks it and then he looks up and there's a disco ball 
mm-hmm. that I was like, as somebody who has been mostly by himself for all of 2020 and trying to film TikToks and come up with ideas on how to film shit, that just made me so mad because it was such a good idea. It's such a good idea. <laughs> and like, in general, the entire special had just amazing shots. And I was just like blown away by the fact that like, you know, each shot it all himself and like composed everything and like some of the some of the parts in um, a white woman's Instagram, like just chef kiss. Amazing. What a what a loving song and also true in a way that as a white woman who resists the, the call of the white woman's Instagram, I actively try not to have a white woman's Instagram. But what I does find the it to call be of very... a white woman's Instagram sound like it's so it, uh, it just it, uh, it, uh, like that, I guess it's so easy. It would be so easy mm-hmm. for me to be exactly what Bo Burnham says I could be. My instincts are exactly that. And I'm like, don't be that. Be something more, more remarkable. Mm-hmm. Don't just lean into that, which is the bed that is made for you. But so easy, but so easy to be the white woman that I'm expected to be. Culture's hard. <laughs> it's good. It's good. He's a dark genius. Yeah. He's a dark genius. And he's I, also very I, tall. He's six five. He's so tall. People automatically respect him. <laughs> and he's over here being like, everything's weird, guys. And we're like, yeah, keep talking. And he's like, but when I talk, I get sad. And we're like, yeah, me too. And he's like, you're not listening to how pained I am. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, no one's listening to how pained we are. And and the more time I spend away from it, the more like truly sad I become. <laughs> the dystopic reality of how many TikTok musicians are making their own um Verses of that funny feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brain holds so many different opinions about it because number one, oh my god, how beautiful, how cool that you've created something that people relate to to a degree that they can create art that uh, spiders out from the art that you made, and it's it's this encompassing human hand holding experience. And then the other part of my brain is like, what a fucking nightmare that he's like something is skin crawlingly wrong about the scenario that we find ourselves in. And participating in that conversation further exemplifies the scenario with which we find ourselves in. Like people making those responses and sharing them to their camera, mm-hmm. to the strangers on the internet about these like very real human deep uh, uncomfortabilities is in itself the very human real deep uncomfortability. And it's, it's, he's here to, he's saying like, this is not okay and we're like you're right we're going to continue to also say that in the same way and it will continue to be not okay andrew i (laughs) woo it's it's just like making a xerox copy it's just gonna get more and more and more and more distorted and like further away from it and the trees keep dying my why didn't i think of that is iron chef japan yeah. It's the best show. Have you ever seen Iron Chef? I've not. Uh, I've seen Iron Chef. I know what Iron Chef is. I thought you were going to say if you've seen Iron Chef Japan. Wait. I've not seen Iron Chef Japan. 
No, what did you just say? What did you just say? You've seen Iron Chef, but you haven't seen Iron Chef Japan? What do you think Iron Chef is? I mean, it's Iron... Is Bobby Flay there? I don't... It's been a while since I saw it. Maybe I haven't seen it. English? No. Well, yes, they did. I don't... I'm I'm confused now because I don't think I've actually seen seen it. Which one's Bobby Flay? Iron Chef is a Japanese cooking show that is the best thing. I grew up uh, watching reruns of Iron Chef. Maybe actual runs of Iron Chef. I don't know. It started in uh, 1993. It continued on for like 309 episodes. There's so many episodes of Iron Chef. It's a show about a kitchen stadium. It is an anime cooking show that is real. There's this, the host of Kitchen Stadium is this like mythical rich man who's like, I love food so much. I created a kitchen stadium and underneath the kitchen stadium, I have three chefs of uh, Chinese, Japanese and French cuisine. And from around the world, anyone can come and challenge one of my three chefs to a cook off. And they do. And then they have an hour to create like five dishes off the top of their heads. No preparation. Uh, And you just you you watch it and it's got an English dub that is like so good. It is such a a bizarre show that really cares about its own integrity. It's unironic and it should be so ironic. It's so fucking weird. And yeah. I, the reason why I'm fussy about America versus Japan is because America decided to try to do their own Iron Chef, and th- it's really bad. It's it doesn't oh. understand what Iron Chef is. Uh, it's really mean spirited and com- competitive in a way that like Japanese Iron Chef is just like a celebration of good food and so like, it's like America. Honor. Yeah, Iron Chef is the best show, and I bring it up because I just recently started following a Twitter account called Iron Chef Bot which just shares pictures, screenshots of Iron Chef Japan, mm-hmm. and they're horrible. Like, this show was on at a time where food Instagram had not, didn't exist. Instagram didn't exist. Social media to share pictures of your food didn't exist. And so, like, the aesthetic presentation of food, no one was doing it. All food just looks like wet napkins. It's so ugly. And so you watch Iron Chef Japan and you're told that these are like expertly uh, put together beautiful plates of food and they just look like potato leek soup. It's whatever. And I, (laughs) as a child, I would watch these and I would drool and I would imagine what in the world do these things taste like? Because it was so different from from the like Midwest cuisine Mm -hmm. that I used to enjoy. And I love in the bot in the bot. I watch. I go on Twitter, and then the bot shows me pictures. And and the the pinned tweet is a picture of a bunch of mushrooms with the quote, "Never let them take a bath." <laughs> and it it's like some kind of cooking idiom from Japan that I will never understand. But I I do know what that means in English. And when you pair it with mushrooms, mm-hmm. Andrew. Earlier in this podcast, this very one, I talked about how uncomfortable the wrong font can make you feel when it's paired with messaging that it shouldn't be paired with. Yeah. And now I'm here saying that I delight in the pairing of bizarre stuff 
with things that uh, don't feel like they go together. <gasps> and so I posit that the intentionality of the pairing, mm -hmm. I am delighted by intentional mix-ups, mm -hmm. which is why Comic Sans is good, actually. And we should use it ironically in a way that will make other people smile. And is this, is this what you wanted when you said two days ago that we should do an episode on Comic Sans and then I didn't know what to say until right now? I could not have been happier with how this turned out. Because now you are very much echoing the next part of this, which is the, the fact that Comic Sans gets too much hate and it doesn't deserve it. Yeah! And it is the smash mouth. Sure! And it knows it's goofy. It is not the Nickelback. Give me a dime instead! So, some of the reasons why I believe that it is a smash mouth and not a Nickelback is because it's actually easier uh, easier to read for anybody who is dyslexic. Um, I was looking at in, in the articles that I was reading, it was saying that B's and D's in Comic Sans are not just the same thing, just flipped, like most uh, most fonts. Because there isn't that level of repetition and like sameness across letters that are kind of similar. Whoa! Uh, it's actually easier to read as a dyslexic person. Whoa! Are you reacting to what I said, or are you reacting to something else? I just wrote down P D B Q. It's this, you're right. It's the same ligature, just rotated 90 degrees for each one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I knew that, but I never knew it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Your mind has been blown. Also, Comic Sans was designed to be the voice of a dog, and I believe nothing related to a dog can be inherently bad. Beautiful distilling all of this all of our nonsense i believe that the argument rests on the people using the font it's not about the font itself it's how it's used it's like guns <laughs> <laughs> yes so here in america everyone should have comic sans because that's yeah. how guns work <laughs> wait wait i take it back <laughs> uh, this is not reflective of my real feelings they're a yeah. false equivalency yeah absolutely uh, if you're trained as an artist or designer, you understand that different styles of type lend themselves better to different uses. It's simply a lack of understanding. Um, for me personally, it makes me think of the line in Jurassic Park when they say, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Because most people that use Comic Sans are not thinking about the context of what they are writing in Comic Sans. They are just picking a font. And maybe they're trying to brighten their day. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to put this in Comic Sans because I am typing up a, a business document and I think it's funny. Yeah, it's definitely, though, a good fit for a dog. It's a good fit for a dog. That's yeah. what us here on You're Our Friends, that's our stance. Yeah. Please don't revoke our art cards. And you, No. I don't know. How would you do that? Tweet the, the kings of art? <laughs> they would... They would join the the artist newsletter and then they would let them know that we we said Comic Sans <laughs> isn't that bad. And How's then we our would, driving. Yeah. <laughs> How's our driving? <laughs> How's our art? But yeah, that's 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 kind of it. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the artist recommendation. 
At the end of each episode, we want to recommend an artist that one or both of us have been digging lately. You guys know, they could be famous, underground, dead, or seven years old. If they made something rad, we respect. I should make it spell- I should- I should change that so that it rhymes. If they made something rad, then we don't think it's bad. Yeah. Then- then we- then it makes us... Glad. Glad. (laughs) Nailed it. So this week, I have an artist... Uh, and my artist, their name is Stephanie Cost. Uh, so you can find Stephanie's work at her website, stephaniedraws.com. Uh, you can also check out a really cool project that Stephanie is doing called uh, the Chromatic Fates Tarot. Uh, so she has put together this, she has corralled so many artists to do all of these awesome tarot cards. Um, and they are all specifically artists who use bright colors and are known for their use of colors. And uh, it's currently on Kickstarter. Unfortunately, by the time y'all hear this, it probably won't be there anymore, but it will be for sale eventually. So uh, definitely check out um, Stephanie's uh, work and then also check out the Chromatic Fates uh, tarot. These are gorgeous. Because there's also there's also an Instagram account for it. Oh, my God. Every card is a different artist? Yeah, every card is a different artist. Stephanie might have done multiple cards because she, like, organized it, and there were some artists that kind of dropped off. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I know this is because I did an, a, a card for it. You did um, a card? Andrew, what's it? Oh, I found it. It's teal. It is. It's the Four of Swords. Oh my god. Oh my card. <laughs> oh. This is really cool. I did I'm trying to I'm trying to get no, to you're your not card. supposed to look at my website. Go to Stephanie's. I uh, yeah, it's right. It's Stephanie. I'm sorry. I'm geeking out about you, but like Stephanie, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful work. High fantasy. She'd fit right in with like a concept art crowd. She can do environments like nobody's business here. Oh, yeah. Her environments are amazing. I love the one that has, like, the green swirly things around the moon. Oh, yeah. This, this, that makes sense. That feels, that yeah, feels up love. your valley. Or no, that's, that's, oh, it is the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just gasped looking at a piece called Trust. These, like, blue ocean waves that are just r- r- rolling on the bottom three quarters of the, of the piece, the top. You get like a kind of red sky and there's a blue ship that's trying to ride these waves. Ooh. Ooh. That is fantastic. Wow. My eyes just can't stand still on this piece. Yeah. Like the water is just amazing. Um, As somebody who's painted and done water in, in an illustration before, water is like so freaking difficult to make interesting sometimes. Like... It's one thing if it's like waves crashing, but like just like it, the hardest thing is to do water when you have a section of water that is still and not in motion. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the blues, because if you ever look at like the ocean from above or like a body of water from above, it's just fucking one solid goddamn color. And <laughs> so it's so annoying. Like if you ever get a job. For anybody listening or for you, Beth, like if you ever get a job and they're like, hey, uh, we want you to paint fucking something on water from above. You will have you will run into this problem and you will have to figure out a way to make water interesting. 
Stephanie has done such a fantastic job at making it rich and interesting. And like, I, I just want to, I just want to stare at it all day. I just want to stick a straw in it and slurp it up. Yeah. Like, can I put this in a Capri Sun because I want to drink it up and then Capri I want to- Capri Sun wishes. I want to, I want to fill the Capri Sun back up and pretend to drink it again at the end. High fantasy Capri Sun over here. Speaking of awesome things, Beth, maybe we should- you should uh, share some of your stuff and tell people where they can find you on oh, the internet. Oh, sure. I am uh, most easily found Mondays and Tuesdays from 12 Pacific Standard Time on on Twitch at Beth Brad. That's where you can find Woo. me. I'm also on Twitter, although, man, I want to delete that app so badly. I'm also on Instagram, but, man, I want to delete that app so badly. And I'm also... On <laughs> <laughs> I have a Patreon. Uh, I'd like to have a TikTok. And I have a YouTube channel and this, this and this, and we're doing this and I'm excited to be doing this. Yeah. And you can find me at Schmander Art pretty much everywhere, primarily Instagram, Twitter, and uh, in the chat on Beth's channel when she's streaming <laughs> <laughs> and also on TikTok. But yeah, you might run into me if you pop into one of Beth's streams because I oftentimes will just tune in and say hi and chat for a few minutes and then peace out perfect um the appropriate amount of time exactly like i don't don't want you to get sick of me yet like it's gotta gotta limit limit our time (laughs) uh but if you guys have any questions or concerns or you want to tell me that i need to do more research when it comes to telling beth whether or not mosquitoes like blue and why they like blue you can tweet at us at your art friends or you can email us at your art friends pod at gmail.com And with that, we've come to the end of the podcast. Sometimes we were serious and sometimes it was just tomfoolery. Shout out to fam (laughs) tomfool. Today was all tomfoolery. (laughs) But that's just what you get when two friends who met because of a shared love of making things and a bare ass hang out together. Your Art Friends is a Moorpark Media production. Our music is by Andrew Smith. You can listen to his music on Spotify and iTunes under the name Makeshift Radio. 